Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh. Hey, welcome to Daily Toilet. I am your host, Kev Jones, baby. Hope you like the new theme song. This the Daily Toilet theme song, baby. This the Daily Toilet theme song, baby. Let's go. Actually, you know what? Let me start my introduction the right way. Welcome to Daily Toilet. I am your host, Kev Jones. You know how we do. It is Filmic Fridays, as we've always talked about. I got a different theme every day, Monday through Friday. So I wanted to give everybody a chance to settle down, get in their seats. Today, we are actually going to talk about a TV show, but it's actually a little bit deeper than that, right? So if you go ham and really listen to what I'm talking about, it's deep. Now you notice lately I've been talking about black people. Why? Because I'm black, right? It's really just that simple. That's how we get it in sometimes. But the whole film or the show that I'm talking about today and around the premise of what I'm talking about today is Snowfall. For y'all, if you don't know Snowfall, uh, Snowfall is really just one of those American crime dramas that they put out created by John Singleton. Rest in peace, Mr. Singleton, for doing your thing. Eric, um... Amadio, I think is how you say his name, David Andron, is pretty much one of those first broadcasts on FX um, that really touched home, talking about what's going on in the black community, right? So it's the story revolves around the start of the crack epidemic in LA, how it came to light, how it impacted the culture of not only that city, but rest the rest of the country or the rest of the world. But it also ties in the CIA. It ties in the Mexican um, government, all of the cartels. But the whole premise is around this 20-year-old drug dealer, Franklin Saint. So let me just get into why this is the premise of what we're talking about on Filmic Fridays and how it relates to black people. Something I was thinking about when I was sitting on the toilet this morning was Man, black people either are extraordinarily intelligent or just dumb. Let me just use that word dumb. And let me put it into perspectives if you understand IQs. It seems like you either meet black people with an IQ over 125, 130 and above, or you meet people with an IQ sub 80 in the black community. Now, as you know, I always recognize that there are people between 80 and 125 in the black community. I'm not saying that. But in general, you tend to meet people on the spectrum, whereas in other races, you get a lot of people that linger in that 80 to 125 range because society allows that to happen. I think that's really the big deal there is that society really allows people with that middle grade IQ to just uh, live free and live life in other races right in the black society don't really work that way in fact 
something that you know about black people, especially the ones with the real high IQs, high IQs. And that's kind of what you learn about Franklin Saint is that he has this real high IQ, but he has struggles in college, right? He comes from a poor family. They make a mistake on his uh, fast. I think that's how you say it, but your financial aid. Um, and they put his mother down as making $111,000 when she only making $11,000. He gets kicked out of college. He has to go back to LA to the, of course, the worst parts of LA because his mother makes $11,000. So you have this kid with a high IQ. He knows when he's being effed around. So he lashes out when he comes home. He says, look, yeah, I'm not coming home to live in mediocrity, right? He has an uncle that sells weed at the time. He gets involved in that game, but he gets turned on by fluke to cocaine and then by fluke again to somebody in Oakland that's cooking up this, what we know now is crack. And strategically, he comes up with this game plan to make it big business. If you follow the story, him as a 21-year-old kid was doing things that You never hear of a 21-year-old drug dealer doing, putting his money in overseas banks, creating, uh, you know, businesses or what do they call those businesses that are just fronts, right? But having all of these things run through all of these elaborate channels, things that extraordinarily intelligent people do. What makes him extraordinarily intelligent because he was doing this at 20 years old. We on season four now. He's just 21, 22, which means he's been doing it since a teenager. And yeah, TV is TV. But let's be honest. If anybody knows about the hood game, it's some really smart people. But something else the show shows you is that because how society and the system treats black people, some black people don't want to be overly smart. In fact, they act, play that role to be mediocre. Think about it. In your office, if you work a corporate America type job, right? You're in corporate America. You either got real smart black people or you got black people that just seem like they don't care. Now, the people that seem like they don't care could be acting. They could be faking. They might be smart. But on the flip side, they may not be smart at all. Like I said, you don't get a lot of those middle grounds, but a lot of people fake it just because society makes it hard for you not to fake it. It's hard to get a job when you have a hundred and forty or a hundred and fifty IQ. But you are a certain image. You got to dumb that image down sometimes just to get your foot in the door. Sometimes that doesn't even help because on an interview, they recognize how intelligent you are. That's a struggle for a lot of black people. So there are black people who may be extraordinarily intelligent that play that role. They act it out. And it made me think about it sitting on that toilet. And I'm like, man, who in the world do I know who's fallen victim to either going in the wrong direction, such as in the story Snowfall, where, oh, man, I'm going to become a drug dealer. I'm just that intelligent or going in the other wrong direction that says, you know what, I'm smart. I just don't believe it's worth it being this smart because what really does life have to offer me? And wow, isn't that the plight of black America? That's crazy. That's crazy. And the next thing you know, it's like, 
gone. It's gone, right? It's over. It's amazing how you see life and you think of life as being so long, but in reality, life is over in an instant. You make one or two decisions in life and that path that you're taking is taking you down a road that can shorten your life or even just put you in a direction that's really hard to come back from. And I think that's what that show shows us. I mean, like I said, we're on season four. I mean, it's an amazing show if you look at it from the perspective of this being a teenage black male that has really just gotten in his mind that, look, I know this is a bad thing, but I am going to, I'm going to make the most out of this bad thing. The show actually says this guy is so intelligent as things get worse and worse for him. He's trying to recreate a reason, an explanation in his mind why he can't stop. Why he still has to continue to go down this path. Whereas we get to season four and the reason he's in the game still is because when he's not in the game, it just makes it worse for everybody. The gangs are killing because there's no leader. There's no one managing the supply. So everybody's fighting to be the next one in charge. So he's rationalizing all of this stuff. I suggest everybody go watch it. It's all the whole concept of what happens to a great mind when given very few opportunities. The flip side of that is looking at people like his father in the show. His father made a comeback in life, but the reality is some of the greatest minds can't fathom, can't handle what's going on in life. So, and you know this, everybody listening knows this. They know that one person that just kind of went nutty, kind of crazy, but they are actually overly gifted. And they've distanced themselves from common culture. What's cultural become anti-cultural, become kind of crazy. Or turn to things like drugs to self-medicate them because their mind is so overexposed, so overly aware that it's hard to deal with. The gift and the curse of being a genius. I know it happens in the black community. You can walk around every day in the inner cities and see Educated people talking to themselves, homeless, begging. And if you take the time to have a conversation with those people, they begin to educate you and they start talking so well and so constructive. And you're looking at them like Mr. Mr. Jim out here with two teeth in his mouth used to be a professor, used to be in the military used to have things in order and now he's out on these streets and you realize there was a day that changed his life. And like I said, life is short. It's hard to come back from that day that changed his life. All of the people that I've ever run into, 
I'm that type of guy. I'll have that conversation with people. If you want to ever take that time and be a bigger person than you are today, talk to people that you normally wouldn't talk to. But I realized that every time I talk to somebody like that, there is a moment in their life that changed their life. I was working at a hospital when I first got to Chicago. And I'm I'm training, right? So I'm a trainer and the training room happens to be across the hall from social services. And I'm speaking a guy who, who was in the military who's homeless or used to be homeless. He's in a program, a transition program. And that's really what he was across the hall from me for because he was reporting into this transition program. And he tells me his story of he too was in the military. He too had that bright future. He too had some issues domestically while he was in the military. He came back to his wife at the time who was cheating on him, who had really sold off all of his stuff, used up all of his money and didn't want him. And then he didn't have anything to turn to. He had friends that were selling drugs. So he started selling drugs. And as he started doing better, he ended up getting that same lady who came back into his life. And she started abusing him again from spending all of his money, putting him in a situation. And this time when she left, he went from selling drugs to using drugs. He went from using drugs to being homeless, losing everything that he actually had at that time and as a vet veteran he wasn't getting the services to help and he found himself depressed suffering from ptsd and just struggling in life so i met him and he told me his stories but he was so articulate so well-spoken so knowledgeable i'm in chicago so when you tell me you live on the streets ooh, it's so cold here i felt bad for him And he was telling me that he actually didn't even live in Chicago. He was making this trip from Indiana. And Indiana is not far from Chicago. I mean, in fact, it's no more than 20, 30 miles, half an hour away. You can take the train straight to Indiana and be there in no time. So we're not talking about a long distance. But the fact is, he was making this trek just to get help. That's kind of what you learn when you watch Snowfall. Everything from... This guy, 19 years old, who was in college, who ended up having to leave college because somebody just didn't play him fair. Who legitimately had a young boy crush, if not love, on a young lady going to a historical black university about to leave for college and one day on a going away party tries crack and gets hooked on it. Those type of things in the black community that it shows are things that continue to happen in our system, in our society. And I don't get why people don't understand that. That systemically it is hard to be average as a black person. The system takes away your ability to just survive. And if you ask me, that is what that show is about. It only allows black to de- black people to be better or worse. But it also shows you that when you're better, you still have that struggle 
of staying better when people don't want you to be better, don't expect you to be better, and sure do not congratulate you or appreciate that you're better. If you really want to know what that show means, that is what that show means. It shows you systemically how this world doesn't play fair with black people. Never has. At least the world we know. Let me be fair. The history that I know is the history that was created for me. If you go to China and look at their history, and I mean their real old, old history, they speak about black people differently. That's the reality. And if you don't know, Chinese history is the oldest documented history in the world. If you really want to know why the U.S. a lot of times doesn't let us in on what China is doing, and they try to say China doesn't let us in on what they're doing. The reality is they don't want us to know like real history because Chinese history dates back to where China hated the blacks or the Africans because the Africans just were the bad guys to them. They would attack Chinese. They were tough cats. Tough cats. That's when the world was different. In fact, when you look at even all of the people in history that even the original popes like Pope John Paul, um, actually, if you know um, the history of religion, if you think back, and i sorry for the pause, everybody, but it made me think of something that a good friend of mine, uh, Will Clark, stated. But we were talking about um how history tricks you, right? How the original Bible that we all follow, right? The King James Version was King James, of course, a black man who at that time prayed to a black figure of God, right? And how through time, what we know, what we hear, what we see has changed. Our history was changing and continues to change. But I I say all that and I digress by saying all that, but I want to make sure people understand where I'm coming from. History is not real history. It's the history for right now. It's the history that people want us to believe. It's the history that they promote, right? But get, get it straight. We as black people through that period of history that they promote, have never been given a fair shake. Nah. And I think most of everybody knows that. It seems like during the current time, no matter what era you're in, they think that blacks are in a better position than they were in the period right before that. And then the period right before that. And that's bogus. Because how long does it take to become equal? <laughs> Forever? That doesn't make sense. And why do you have to give black people anything? Why can't people, black people just earn it? I know that was deep. That just That's just because I've been reading a lot of James Baldwin stuff. But think about that. Oh, black people have all of these, have been given so many opportunities. Why are you giving black people opportunities? Black people don't need to be given opportunities. When you let them do something, they take over. Why is that? In fact, all you do is put them in a position that you still keep on feeding them, feeding them. 
if you really let them just do their thing, and I'm speaking of black people in uh, third person, I don't know why I'm black, but if you let black people just do their thing and didn't give them anything, you've seen that, Black Wall Street, the many affluent black towns that were left on their own, on their own and just surpassed economically uh, many white areas. And what happens? The white areas just destroy those areas, set them on fire, kill people, make up a reason why the riot happened and why they had to kill 100 black people, 200 black people. That's the story of history. It is what it is. That's how history is written. So you can imagine how it really was because they always smoothed it out for us. So anyway, back to this movie, this or this show that continues on in its fourth season. It takes you through that life of Franklin Saint. And of course, TV is TV, right? You have to be creative in how you tell a story. But it always makes me laugh when I see people tell the story, good or bad, about the crack epidemic. And they'll tell the story that Man, the CIA literally put that crack on the street, put that much cocaine in on the street. The fact that history tells you that the Reagan era was responsible for bringing more cocaine into this country than ever before. But how we never say anything was wrong with that. We say Reagan was the greatest president. How is that possible? How is that possible? And everybody that dealt in the crack era was bad. How is that possible? But cocaine was good. (laughs) All the rich people used cocaine. All the celebrities. It was just what it was. It was good. But crack was bad. Think about that, Joe. Think about the inequalities that don't make sense. I was listening to my daughter today. She's on the national mock mock trial for her law school. She's actually graduating in a few months. And they were talking about what's reasonable. And what's reasonable is what makes the most sense. And it made me think, dang, when it comes to black people, it's never about what's reasonable. And that's the problem in court because for black people, what's reasonable is always the worst. It's never the possibility of the best. So blacks are always reason are always without reasonable doubt, right? So what that means is we always know what black people are doing. They always doing bad. So if black people are involved, it has to be bad. No benefit of the doubt. Not entitled to reasonable doubt. Wow. But the justice system is built on reason. If you haven't watched the show, I want you to sit down and think about what I just said. Reason. Look at all of the reasons why the show happened or the show 
emulates what happened. And like I said, that show is TV. It's TV. May not be factual at all. And I mean, there are some facts. I mean, I don't want to say it's not factual at all. But the show is a TV show. Let's just call it what it is. But what I want you to recognize is what were the factors behind what was going on in that show? What were the reasons the government was funneling so much cocaine into the black neighborhoods, but not into any other neighborhoods? What were the reasons why they continue to do it when they no longer needed money? What were the reasons that it was such a necessity? What were the reasons that they never saw it as a problem? I want everybody to watch the show. Tune in to Snowfall. Snowfall, like I said, dope show. It's been on since July 2017. It just uh, relaunched season four on the 24th of February and the 25th of February of 21. So whenever you listen to this lovely podcast, definitely check it out. Hopefully you listen to it soon. But I always want people to think of it. What was the reason that this show was allowed to go four years why, what, what was the reason that we had that much content to tell that kind of story? Think of the reasons in life why black people are who they are. Think of the reasons why there are so many smart, but yet so many troubled black people. Reasons, y'all. Like I said, check out Snowfall. Um, it's on FX. Good show, good show, good show. Um, but when you think of it, think of the reasons you're looking at it. And know that systemically, this is what happens in black America. Because when you are gifted, you have the burden of success always weighing you down. And you have to make a decision if you will fight for good or sometimes take the easy way out. Hopefully y'all enjoyed my show today. I am Kev Jones, your host of Daily Toilet. You know how we do it. We get it in every day. Every topic is not the best topic, but every topic is never bad. So let me just say to you one last time, I appreciate y'all. Please follow me. Please follow me. Please follow me. And if you catch me for any of my shows on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, uh, reach out to me um, best way possible. Let me know your thoughts on shows. I mean, this is all for entertainment, as you know, and I'm here to entertain. Some days are funnier than others, but some days are deeper than others could ever be. Until the next time, check the theme song. This is the Daily Toilet, y'all. Stay tuned to the next episode. I'm going to see y'all on Monday. Music Monday. I should have launched this on Music Monday. Because Monday about that music. But that's it. That's it. That's it. And like I said, time flies. And it's over. Talk to you later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.